Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get a little down in life? Do you dream of that buff body but can't be bothered to actually do the work? Of course you do. We all hate ourselves a little bit. 30 minutes from now, you'll feel so comparatively intelligent, cultured, and generally superior that you'll wonder why you ever worried at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Tom Shanklin. All right, boy? Yeah, I am good. You, boy? I'm all right, mate. It's you I'm worried about. I'm all right. Um, do you want to tell everyone where we are? We are at... Zenith Logistics head office upstairs in um, your mate's room. Yeah, Keatsy. Keatsy's Keatsy. office. I've Pinky. never met him. Um, great man, great man. They, de- they deliver anything, don't they? Mate, anything you want, as long as it's legal or if it's illegal, as long as they don't know about it, they'll deliver it. Um, or get caught. We're in Chepstow, though, aren't we? Yes, we are. We've just been doing a little GWR video for mm. the Six Nations. A little yeah. bit of fun. It was in a place called Seven Beach uh, Village, on, just by the, by the Seven Bridge. How did you find Seven Beach Village, Tom? Mmm, that's what I've got to say. It, it was okay. I mean, the backdrop was nice of the Seven Bridge, but would I take my kids there for a walk and a, a coffee and a cake? Probably. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It was quite, I found it quite an odd place, but mm. we met quite a lot of people there and they were lovely. An old ladies ramblers group were lovely, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. And it's not often you find places that still have public toilets either. No. No. Completely open. What were they like? They were, they were all right. <laughs> they were. And they, they were clean. We were really lucky because we arrived at the um, Seven Village public toilets just as the cleaner was finishing and walking out. So like they have, since they got in, installed, they've never been cleaner. Do you know what always throws me, and it probably throws a lot of people, is that sometimes when... You use uh, toilets in the services, for instance. Yeah. Um, you sit down on the toilet, use the main toilet, not the urinal. When you go to get the toilet paper, yeah. your hand automatically swipes over the flush, which is yeah. like a sense of flush, and you get a bit of a shock. Is that yeah. yeah. A little treat, you yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a funny old place. We were doing a little video, weren't we? And it was nice, but we trying to find. we always try and find somewhere mutually kind of convenient to do this and my my mate Keatsy uh, who I call Uncle Pete um, who I think I think he sponsored the club when I was playing I think uh, anyway I know he, he does have something to do with, when I say the club Bath Rugby I think he's got a box at Bath or part of a box or something but he's one of those very generous guys so when you see the Bath Rugby Foundation and the charity stuff doing things yep. you will always see Zenith Logistics Group somewhere in there because he just loved he just he's a lovely man and um, we've been mates for a long long time and we we even go on holidays together now really yeah so it's not like this is not a sponsored gig he's not even in it I'm in his chair in the throne he's the big gaffer of Zenith he's not here he's off to, uh, doing big deals with I don't know trailers of I don't know dead cows or something and um, when you say, when you say holidays mate 
Um, I go on holiday with Mark Carreto. Um Do you? Well, like golf trips. Well, no. The last two times I've been away with the family, you know, he's been in the same hotel. So does that count as a holiday, or is that is that what you mean by Keatsy? You, you see him abroad? Uh, no, we actually book together, fly together, stay together with the wife and kids. Yeah, lads' trips. That's not a holiday, mate. A holiday is with your family. Okay. A trip away with your mates is a lads' trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you go on lads' trips together. We do. I would perfectly happily uh, welcome Keatsy onto a family holiday. We've never done that. We went to Zambia last year. Okay. Cultural. Five of us. Me, Danny Grucock, Matt Powell, Keatsy, and a mate of ours called Cy. Um, I Cy, take you we like safaris and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that. And the thing is, what we did was, you go on, we go on lads trips, because Matt Powell, uh, former Worcester Warriors scrum half, 2005, Dowie Morris dream team, uh, Sky Sports dream team player. Um, it's the only good season he ever had out of 14 or 15, I think. He is mega, mega organised, like you, but more aggressive even. Really? So it's January now. His face, is more, his face is more aggressive. It is more aggressive. Yeah. He's already booked uh, a three-day summer social with two nights away, and he's already booked a Christmas social for 2016, one night away. Where's your summer social? Don't know. We don't, we don't know the venue yet, okay. but it's booked, and we've given him money. We all have to pay him. It's not much, like 150 quid, yeah. so it'll be budget and horrible. You'd be doing something like the Great Wall of China... Maybe that. Well, what we what we always do is go on lads trips, lash ups, which was great. But I'm the youngest of the group, and I'm well, I'm 37 now, but I'm the youngest by a few years. Keatsy's 50 something, you know. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like, do we want to go on a holiday where we write ourselves off on the lash a little bit, come back bankrupt, not remembering any of it, had a crap time, or brilliant, let's, brilliant. Let's, let's do that as well, but let's go somewhere nice that we actually make some memories. Okay. So we went to Zambia on safari, stayed in this cool place and last summer, and Keatsy's one of those guys that, um, he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can be as nice about him as I want. He's one of those guys that we all get to the airport to fly back, and it was they, they changed the flights to Zambia. So three of the lads were all right, but myself and Dan are, you know, larger gents, Let's just say three flights and 28 hours to get out there. It was actually quite brutal. You've not sold it to me, mate. And we spent five or six days in Zambia or something. It was amazing. We go, oh, God, this flight back. You don't want to complain because we're lucky to be here, but this is going to be painful. We get there and they say, business class, sir. And you say, no, no, mate, cattle class. And then Keats, he's upgraded all of us. He's gone online at the hotel and we're all in the place. We're all in bed and he's upgraded all of us to business. Dream friend. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, and he just, that, that's the only reason we like him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um... Anyway, he lent us his, he's lent us his office, and it's all right. It's, a big, it's basically a big truck yard, isn't it? Mm. Hundreds of trucks outside. Which I think you're going to have a go on later, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I love all that. And yeah. he's, he's actually got a... But you've got a body shape for it, haven't you? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they have track days for cars. Yes. They have track days for trucks as well, and he's taking me on a track day soon. Brilliant. So, mate, what have you been up to this week? Um, but I feel like I've been talking for ages now. A little what, bit. What have you been up to? Oh, well, David, um, I had a... Busy day on Wednesday at the RBS Six Nations launch. Oh, with Clive. So yes, Clive. Yeah. So we, I didn't do the main interviews because obviously I'm not captain. Um, left that yeah. to Alan Wynn. So yeah. do me a favour, mate. Jump in there, will you? <laughs> do all the interviews and stuff. Um, but we did a load of activation for RBS, you know, for social media. So, so Clive Woodward, mm. he hosted it, and there was a chat with myself, Phil Vickery, Andy Nick, and Luke Fitzgerald. Now then, what I would say to you is this: you. Nice guy, a bit strange, but nice. Clive, very nice guy. Vix, maybe the nicest guy in the whole world. Yeah. Um, who else did you say? Luke Fitzgerald. Don't know Luke Fitzgerald. Andy Nick, great Bl- guy. Bloody lovely. We have four lovely blokes there. I don't know Luke. Is he a good guy? Brian O'Driscoll says he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Really good guy. And Brian and I are like soulmates because our birthday's on the same day, as you know. Yeah, true, true. So we went there and that was, that was good, mate. We talked about some of the 15 best moments of the RBS Six Nations. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. Did you... Create those yourselves, or you emailed the no, best moments? No, RBS created them. So I thought they were at least going to put in Wales's win against Ireland back in 2005 when they hadn't won the Grand Slam for 27 years. But that wasn't in there, no. But it it, wasn't. It's, that's the first one that sprung to my mind. Yeah, it was Shane Williams scoring that try in 2010, last minute against Scotland. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the night Andy Powell stole a golf buggy without the motorway. But I was, I was on the bench that day. Um, rested no yeah rested not dropped no purely purely rested so uh, another one they show was, showed was it was a game I don't know if you remember it but Wales were behind in Italy in Rome and it was right down it was near enough 79 minutes 58 seconds of penalties given away 
Chris White is a referee. Gareth Thomas asks, we got time to go to touch. Chris White says, yes. We kicked the touch. That's right. He blows up. Game yeah. over. Yeah. And Alfie's going mad with all these hand signals and stuff like that. He's going, bat, bat, what am I meant to tell the players? Bat, what am I meant to tell the players? <laughs> uh, so that was another moment the RBS picked That's up. quite a camp impression. I mean, I've met Alfie a few times and I, I know he's gay, but I don't think he's actually camp, is he? Are you just saying he's are you doing more camp accent because he's gay? Just I was, be honest. I was, I, was do, I was doing my best impression. <laughs> he is on the jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, is he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was good. Um, went to a dyslexia event. Uh, this is no joke either. Um, with Lee Byrne, because Lee Byrne is dyslexic. Yeah. And we went there raising money for dyslexia. So myself and Bernie had to do a Q&A. And Bernie was talking about how he's got... Dyslexia. Bernie loves a Q&A, mind. He lo- he's made the king of Q&As. Yeah. He won't do anything on his own. A few Q&As. You have to ask him a question. Um, I mean, you could actually get a robot to ask a question. You can just feed off the back of that. Yeah. But he was talking about his dyslexia. And, and how he's had to cope with that. And I never, ever realised he was dyslexic because Sean Edwards, who was our defensive coach, used to get Bernie to read a book before games because, you know, Bernie's thinking about the game too much and it just calms him down a bit. Mm. So up up until two minutes in the change room, Bernie would be reading a book and he, he used to read The Hurricane. And I never clicked that he was dyslexic because mm. he was reading this book. But after five seasons of reading the same book, <laughs> I started getting an inkling that something might be up. And then I really got a feel for it when we were on the bus. And uh, I said to Bernie, once sat on the back seat, hardest on the back seat, and I said to Bernie, Bernie, can you smell petrol? He goes, Shanks, I can't smell my own name, you cock. So <laughs> I told that story up there to, uh, to a mixed response <laughs> because quite a few of the audience were dyslexic. But, you know, I, so if you don't get that, I'll, just, I'll, I'll write the joke down, you can read it. No, oh, no. no, no Are you going too far obviously, now? Obviously, Joe. So that, so that was good. Um, and we did a little bit of ITV2 filming at the weekend, didn't we? ITV4. No, it was on ITV, actually. ITV? It was on ITV. One, ITV1. One. Yeah, 11 o'clock on a, on a Sunday night. 11.15 on a Sunday night, Anglo-Welsh highlights. Um, Congratulations. you threw to me. And there was me in Sandy Park. Yeah. Yeah. What were you wearing? I haven't seen it yet. I've got it taped at home. but um, Similar to what I've got on now. Had a jacket on. Yeah. It was cold though, mate. It's the best thing about the win- being a winter sport is that often it's chilly, so you can just wear whatever you want and just stick a coat on. No one sees pork, it. Pork bats were good. You told me about that. They were good, aren't they? Did you yep. get crackling or did you arrive too late for them? No, we had crackling. Did Steve-O, the media guy, give you a uh, meal ticket? Yes, he did. Sweet as a nut, isn't it? Yeah, I get did. two of those. He did. Um, and we obviously filmed some, we filmed some BBC videos as well, didn't we, boy? Mm. Went down to Pontcana Park in Cardiff. We did it for BBC yeah. Scrum 5. They're also online. I know it's BBC Wales. I noticed when they um, sent us the little, I saw the little link on social media to our like a Six Nations preview chat thing, mm. and it had English subtitles on it the whole way through. No, it's, a, it's not English subtitles. It's for people that can't listen to it, so they just put it underneath. So it's only little. It's not the full subtitles on there, mate. It's just little bits. Oh, is it? Little clips, so it's just people can read it if they can't if they can't hear it. Because it's on your phone and stuff. Oh right! Because I, I was think thinking, so. I was thinking, how come they're doing English subtitles with English? Just main thinking? points, mate. It's just main points are right below. Oh, I'll back off um, a bit. I'll back off a bit. Go on then, you. What have you been doing? I well, bet, I bet it's been something exciting. It's got to be something to do with Heron shoes, meat, Range Rovers, or yeah. Go on. Don't know. Right. Okay. Caniston. Um, I was going to say um, I did a, I you, I a quite busy week actually last week. I did a, a day of filming with Land Rover, so you were right. Yeah. With this this series called Open Range, which are really really good fun with Land Rover, and we had Billy Vunapola for the day. And um, don't know if you ever met Billy. Have you met Billy? Yeah, I have. He's a lovely bloke, mm. and you kind of look at him, and I say this, I say this gently. You look at him and you think there's a good chance he's not going to have that much to say for himself because he's a big old mute and. You know, he's kind a, of a lot of the South Sea Islanders are quite quiet. Really quiet guys. Yeah. 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 And although he's they've been over here a long time, the Vunapolas, it's still you still expect he might be pretty quiet. What a bloke, mate. Like just I mean Land Rover will only pick good blokes, I think, to do these things, right? So you you how really how'd you slip through the net? Oh no, I'm cheap. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the mate the big dogs, the actual guests in the car, not being driven by drives, which is me, which is the theme of the thing. The video series. So they will only pick good guys, but he's just such he's such great company. Like he's a really good crack. He keeps it properly real. 
doesn't mm. pretend to be anything he's not like doesn't pretend to be super robot you know doesn't eat carbs sleeps nine hours a night you know he actually sleeps about 15 I think but he's just proper real guy he's really bright um, and he he's just brilliant company so I met, I met him uh, after England v Wales last year in Six Nations mm. and he's been interviewed on stage and I think Phil Vicku was interviewing him he said you know what, what do you do now what do you do to celebrate and he's like wow nothing really you know I'm going to go back and probably just do a few swipes right on Tinder that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. not it's not the big occasion it used to be, I don't think. But it, no. but they not that it doesn't mean as much, but I don't think they get lashed off every game. But you know, he was coming off the back of a night out in London on a Tuesday night and he was off to the darts that night and he was not on the piss all the time, but he's Sounds he lives like it, it, you know. No, he lives it, mate. He lives no. a normal life and he's just he's a great fellow. And um so he said something really interesting. You remember when Sarri's kind of first this generation of Saracens first started out and it was a bit sickly sweet because it was kind of something special was happening at Sarri's and it was all like evangelising the whole time and it was super special a lot of South Africans started off yeah but it was really like almost like a cult it was kind of like everything's amazing at Sarri's it was like oh god this is making me feel sick and they started winning and you think hang on a minute they're not actually making it up this is real Um, anyway you speak to Billy and I think he said this off camera we're just chatting in the car and the cameras weren't in the car or anything we're waiting for the guys because you know when you do TV it's actually primarily sitting around doing nothing I do loads mate and that's all I do until the cameras are on so so much TV I do they um, setting all the stuff up and chat with Billy about Liam Williams and I said that's a good signing that he goes oh I can't wait for him to get here and I said yeah he's good isn't he he goes yeah that's not that's not the reason yeah he's an amazing player um, he's an amazing player and we can't we can't wait to get him here but I just can't wait for him to arrive and uh, be part of our environment because we're just going to treat him so well and we're going to treat his family so well and his girlfriend so well he's going to just love it here and he's going to love being one of us and yeah. I just can't wait for him to experience how good it is here like we're excited I'm excited for him and he's yeah. not he's not dicking about and he's Billy if you listen to his interviews Billy and listen to the what he says in papers and that sort of stuff he doesn't muck about he, do, he doesn't doesn't bullshit he just no. says what he thinks he's a really open guy and so this, this wasn't this wasn't prepared this was just two great guys sitting in a great car having a great chat mate that is good insight mm. it's good you know yeah, that's not really what comes into mind, is it, when you're thinking about players at Saracens? You know, normally you want a player to come to you because they're a great player. To, yeah, to make you a better team. But you know, he can't wait to show off what they do and how great the feeling is at Saracens. So, yeah, he can't. Yeah. He can't wait for top players to see it because they're going to love it so much. He sounds like a giver. You know, Christmas time. He's he's the one. He's the guy, mate. He's the guy. He's given the. He's the guy. So I did a bit of that. Did, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, let me tell you. Let me let me consult my um, diary, digital diary, Tom, because it's you know I live I live one day one day to the next, mate. So yeah, I did the thing with Billy. We did. That was it. Wasn't I, did, it? I did this. No, we did we did the BBC stuff, which you've spoken about. But I I did this uh, lunch at Lord's Cricket Ground on Thursday, uh, which was it was really nice. It was for a mate, a guy who's a mate of mine now. But did you host it? Hosted it, yeah. Okay. So I in I. A company called Footprint Media, who basically it's about sustainable food and that sort of stuff and health, yeah. sustainable food. So it's quite funny they get me up there because I'm a fat bastard and all that. Um, so it's really good fun, but it's done. It's it's run. The Footprint Media is run by a bloke uh, called Charlie, who is a really close mate of Mark Durden Smith. Okay. And he's so he's an old Etonian, right? And he's so posh that he makes Mark Durden Smith sound like Danny Dyer. So it sounds like Ray Winston. Really like, it's hilarious, mate. But such a good bloke, a that, great that value. must be posh, man. Yeah, great bloke. Sat with some really nice people. Um, the lady next to me was a nutritionist. She was like uh, older than me, but like unbelievably fit and healthy. And like I was sitting next to me like a warthog, you know. Did she sift through your poo, Julie McKeith? Not as far as I know. Okay. Not as far as I know. Um, but I, yeah, I did see her hovering above the cubicle at one point. But anyway, so. That was really good fun. And I had breakfast on Friday morning, Shanko, with Will Green, the former Wasps tight head prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of posh people. Yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely. I just love just love that guy. I love that guy. It's, it's, it's just great fun being in the company of someone that posh. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah. So, Flatso, Six Nations, this weekend. Mm. I bloody love it. When you it love it, don't you? Yeah, I do. Partly because I've got a hospitality company, and that is work for me. Yeah. Um, but also, you get excited about it because it's going to be a close competition. It's the best competition we got. Forget the Autumn Internationals. This is this is the best part of the year for me. Yeah, of course, it by is. a mile. Um, except your summer off, obviously. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have a summer off. I'm just remember I'm that working. event we did the other week. We told the listeners about this. We the, your event we did in London, where I asked Adam Jones for his favourite uh, Six Nations memories. Yes, and he was like, well. Father watched it. Father watched it. Three Grand Slams, one bad. <laughs> and then we, when we'd done a job on England, like when we battered England, that's pretty sweet. Otherwise, yeah, it was okay. Three Grand Slams and a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't know yeah. why. No, he did, he did all right. But yeah, I love the Six Nations, Tommy. Um, Are you doing any commentating? Yes, 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 oh, I am. wow. I'm this comment- is good. I'm commentating Shop on... window for you, isn't it? Well, something like that. I am commentating on England-France at Twickenham this weekend. Very nice. Which is really cool for ITV, really cool, with Big Lol and Nick Mullins. Uh, so, cream of the crop. And yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yeah. quite a lot of guys must have been unavailable, but there we are, you step in. So, England, they've got France. They're missing the Vinopola brothers, mm. James Haskell. Mm. Still got a chance, haven't they, mate? Of course they have. They'll still do a job on France, I reckon. But, what I mean, what um, you might find interesting, and yeah, as you know, I love social media, like you do. We, yeah. both, we both love a bit of it. Um, I think I like it, but I, I don't. I don't want to be too serious on it. So I. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything I tweet is either a retweet or it's got to be some sort of or something hilarious. Value in there, something hilarious. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying you're, you're saying you're funny. Okay, I'll decide. So what I decided to do is it. It cannot. I'm being serious now. It cannot be as bad as when I commentated on. I've commentated on Wales in the past. Okay. Because nobody. Not that many French people will be listening to our broadcast because they'll be listening to a French broadcast. So I, I've decided I'm going to... I don't mind tweeting up until the game and going up, but I'm actually probably not going to check my social media for either 48 hours or two or three days after the game because you just get so much abuse when you commentate on big games like that. Keyboard warriors, are they? Yeah, it's just... It's, it's this weird phenomenon of people who... Um, think it's okay to open up their phones, log on and send negative to people. And Brian Moore, Brian Moore said to me a while ago, I might, have re- I might repeat myself here, but he said to me, no matter what you say and no matter what you say it about, there will be people that don't like it. Yeah. So just live with it. And I can live with it and it doesn't, it actually doesn't upset me. It probably angers me more than it upsets me because I'm naturally uh, really aggressive and hard. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. No, but it, it pisses me off, but I... I actually think it's not good. I think it's actually not healthy to sit and read abuse about yourself. So no matter how good a job I do, there'll be lots of people, hopefully, that say we enjoyed that. But these big games where people who don't watch the league games come in and watch the internationals and they log on and just say, you are whatever, whatever, whatever. I I won't do it again, boy. I promise. But everyone gets it. And I would say, I'm not just saying this because you're here, having chatted to other guys that do the commentary and the co-coms and stuff, it's kind of it's a kind of accepted thing that Wales are among the worst countries to commentate on because their fans will just abuse you you're not going to please any, everyone there mate no you've got to realise that mm. um, 
I mean, pleasing somebody would be nice. Mm. Anyway, yeah, doing, I'm doing England-Italy as well, towards the end of Twickenham as well, which Okay, cool. but anyway... Are you doing any? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh. Yeah, thanks for that. God, this is awkward. Yeah, so England, let's go back to them. Hang on, I'd sent you a text last week saying, do you want me to come to Cardiff and do any hospitality stuff with you, and you never even replied? Two weeks before the game, mate. You know, we're a professional outfit, we book people months in advance, so... Yeah. And you charge too much? They'll pull out, you know they will. If they do, you are first in, boy. Thanks, mate. Um... But make sure your stories are funny. Leave it Talk me. about all those memorable Six Nations moments you got. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, so many. All, Non-stop. All three minutes. Is England schools all right? <laughs> yes. England yeah. A, England schools. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. But back to the rugby, right? Um, all right. Mako and Billy. Mm. They are big, big players. And Haskell. Really big. They're like 20 stone each. No, yeah. But They're more than that, actually, yeah. They will be missed hugely. I know they've got Nathan Hughes... To cover a number eight. Mm, Will they um, move a Toji back into the back row at six? I reckon they might. So by the time some people are listening to this podcast, they will have announced the team. We're they recording will. this on Monday. It's ten past two PM, so we don't know the team yet. Um I I quite like the idea of a Toji playing six. Mm. Um purely because it gets him on the field, it gets him probably gets him involved more in the game, quicker in the game, quicker to breakdowns. But it, it means you can have Launchers and Cruzo, yeah. um, Crunchbury, Launchers, I don't know, um, Crunchers in the second row, and it means you've got three mega athletes. You're a Stato, right? When was the last time I told you you played six? Uh, he played six two weekends ago. Okay, so yeah. it's not, he's, he's not been playing second row all year, you know, he's had a run out. No, of he's, six, he's so. played a bit of six. Yeah. He's played a bit of six at Sarri's. Um, and, uh, Which it, presumably was Eddie Jones trying to persuade Saracens to play him at six a little bit because of the injury crisis they've got. I don't know that it was. I think no? I think Sarri's just had a few missing, but um, I think that he he might he might well end up playing second row for the Lions, or he could end up playing six. But I think with CJ Stander, if he's fit, I don't. I just don't know how you don't pick him for the Lions yeah. um, at six. Presuming you have got Billy at eight or Falakai. So at eight. powerful, isn't he? Off yeah, he's back. mega. But yeah, missing missing Mako is one thing, and that is a bad thing because ball in hand. I'd, I, in terms of all round rugby, I don't think there is a better prop in the world. Did I say that? Yes, I think there are better scrummages, but I don't think. There's Do you know what he's prop. good at as well? Unbelievable at phase play, so they can run moves off him. Amazing. So he he'll take the ball to the line, he'll put it behind another forward, back to the ten, or he'll hit the forward. You know, he is a bit of a playmaker. Mm. He's one he's one of the best I think England have got in terms of skill level. Mm. Um, which is not that common for a prop. No. Um, but his skills are up there. Phenomenal player. Yeah. And, no. B- and B- Billy, for me, is even more important. What about seven, mate? Tom yeah. Wood? Yeah. Woodo? Yeah. Woody? Yeah. Of course, Woodmeister. Sam Underhill's coming to Bath next season, so that's that taken care of. Um, Woody, yeah. I'd have Woody at, Woody at seven. Who, el- who else will be looking at? Uh, Tim Arna Harrison would be very close for me. Played really well a couple of weeks ago. He's going he? mega strong at the mm. moment. Um, I just love I just love Woody, and there's not a lot of frills with uh, Wilderness Wood. I think um, yeah. I think uh, Haskell calls him, but he's just he just makes so few errors, and he's just so aggressive in his work rate. And another line out option as well, mate. A great line out option because he's long and he's long and strong. So. I can't. I kind of tempted to think Wood will play seven. I'd like to see a Toji at six. I'd like to see Nathan Hughes at eight. I'm sure we will. Do you, uh, do you know Fafana missing for France is a huge blow? Oh yeah, massive. Yeah, he's the best player. Easily. Do you remember the, the year they tried to play him on the wing and he played great on the wing? But mm. just thinking, what are you doing, mate? This guy is the best twelve in France. Get him in there. They they bought him Bastaron now as well. You only, for me, you only put you only put centres out to the wing when there are much better centre options available and all the wingers are injured. Yeah. Did you plan the wing for Wales? <laughs> 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 it just, I was a hybrid, mate. I just had an unbelievable gas. Hybrid, so, yeah. Sebastaro yeah. comes in. Yeah. He's on good, in good form, actually. Well, he comes into the squad. He is on good form, but you're I'm, never sure about him, are you? Like, he's any... so good going forward, but if you can isolate him in a wide channel, you are gone. Especially someone like Jonathan Joseph, you know, with quick feet, able to get on the outside. Elliot Daly... Or Jonathan Joseph would call him, cause him loads of trouble. I yeah, reckon. I know. That's I'm not. Safe. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure he'll start. I'm not having Bastaro. As a, I'm not having it. No. I think he's. I think he's been in great form. But if you can, if you can affect a decent tackle and can't run without his legs, jobby. Yeah. Then I just think you can conquer him because who, the ball never leaves him. Who would be your wings for England? Yeah. 
Who would be Jack da- Noel. David Jack- Flatman's wings? Jack Noel, of. Yeah. Um, fullback, do you want the truth? Goddamn right I do. You can't handle the truth. Mike Brown. Uh, he'll play fullback. Is Anthony Watson okay? He's hurt himself, he's injured himself. I think mm. he's done a hammy, they made that up. Okay. He's out for a bit, anyway, yeah. which is sad. So, makes it easier. Johnny um, May. On the other wing, if I were picking the team, I think Johnny May will play, and I think he will very likely do a great job. I just, for pure excitement, I understand why they're not picking Rocco, but I would like to see Rocco there, because I think once he gets the ball in hand, he's nightmares. He's not quick enough, you don't think? I don't, I'd not say he's not quick enough. I'd say he's not electrically quick. And okay. neither is Jack Noel, but Jack Noel is very quick and does insane Jack amounts Noel, of work. Jack Noel is agile, mate. He's amazing, so, yeah. So is Rocco. Ro- yeah. Ro- Rocco's an amazing athlete, but Johnny May has top-end speed that they can't match. Jack Noel, when he runs, is literally like a pinball machine. Why do you keep calling him Noel? What's I don't know. You? What did you say? Noel. Noel. Well, no at all. I don't know. I don't he's, actually like a, know. he's like a pinball machine, mate, when he runs. He just bounces off people. He's so strong. He is very strong. He's compact. I don't know if it's Nowell or Noel. Some people... Oh, God. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but... Oh, they'll be my wingers. Who would be your wingers? Mm, yeah, they probably would. Obviously, really, Nowell, though. Doesn't, doesn't really bother me too much um, because we don't England to do that well. No, you don't, do you? No, not at all. And Stick Mike Teague under them. Fortunately, they are, aren't they? A Wales going to do all right, mate, because I know you lost to Italy twice, didn't you? Which I was going to say, this, you know... Wales would never lose to Italy, but you went out there twice and lost. Yeah. I don't want to keep going on about you losing twice to Italy out there, but... The first time I scored in the game, so it was all right. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as you play all yeah, right. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. I got an 8 out of 10 in the paper. Um, yeah. But, no, they, they will do all right, mate. They will do all right. I know Italy will be better. Mm. They'll be more organised. They've got Conor O'Shea in. They've got Mike Cap. Brendan Venter, I believe, is involved as well. Yeah, he signed up. Yeah, so you know what you're going to get with them as well. It's... They won't be able to make changes straight away because this is going to take time with those three. It's, it's a long process, but you know what you're going to get with Italy. They're going to fight for every single ball on the ground. They're going to pressurise your set piece. Um, scrum time, line out. Um, defensively, they'll be good. But Are they going to create any chances? Are, really? Yeah, are they going to create that? I mean, no, they, they'll try and suffocate teams out. They'll try and stay within the game. They'll try and maul you off the field, pick and goes. They thrive on your mistakes, basically, mm. Italy. And there will be a challenge, there's no doubt about that. You know, it's always a case when you've got a fresh new coach and a new voice. They'll, they'll give it over 100%, you know that at home. But with Wales' skills they've got and the personnel and the quality of player they've got, you would be very disappointed if they didn't put on a good show. All right, now listen to this. Again, yeah. listeners, we don't know the teams yet. Okay. I want you to tell me your Welsh backline. Go on. Okay, I know I will, I will. Liam Williams at 15 has to play 15 in my view. He's often played on the wing, but if you want a guy to create, uh, if you want a guy to implement his offload game... And scare the opposition. You would have him at 15 Mm. because you're more in the game then. On the wing, it's sometimes difficult because the ball doesn't come your way, although you look for it. You're not often in the game, but at 15, you'll always be in the game. He's brave, he's got a good kicking game. So I think he'll start at 15. George North will be on one wing. Now, yep. he, he needs some big games because he's, I think he's gone five games without scoring at the moment with Northampton. So he needs the ball in his hands. Um, on the other wing... Leon, I, want to, I want to see George North score a wonder try in the first, th- first 20, 30, 40 minutes of the first game. I want George North back. Like he did against Scotland, coming off the back of a switch, off the back of the scrum, went yep. around loads of people, scored... Yeah, you want him running in space. He's good at the tight stuff, you know, so he's good at, like, setting up off a line-out and getting over the gain line, but, you know, where you want, he's so agile. And he's, mm. he's and quick. His feet are so good mm. for a big bloke. Um, so he'd be on one wing. I think Lee Halfpenny would be on the other wing. Can you reckon? Yeah, I think so, for his kicking. It's unbelievable. Bigger kicks, though. You're going to have bigger at 10. Yeah. Bigger kicks, though. Yeah, but not, is, is not half, as consistent as Lee Halfpenny. Is Halfpenny playing well enough to get in the Welsh team on anything in terms of form, or is it just reputation? No, he, he's, he's playing okay. He's a lot. He's, the last few games he's had for Toulon have been a lot better, but there's not, other, there's not many other wingers, mate. We've mm. got Ashton Hewitt, we've got Steph Evans, who both look okay. But, I like Tom James. But still untested. Tom James is injured, he's not in the squad. Killing, Alex Cuthbert is in the squad. Killing Giles. 
Indeed. He's not in the squad. So your options are basically for that first game, the big game, they can't go out against Italy with an experimental team anymore because mm. Italy's the first game up. So whatever team they pick for that first game, you think they're going to pick for the second game, mm. which is even bigger, which is England at home. All right, midfield. Uh, midfield, loads of options midfield, right? Wales play better, I think, when they've got two ball players in that back line. So your 10 and 12 have to be ball players. Yeah. So Dan Bigger, for me, start at 10. There's a lot of talk about Sam Davis. Oh, yeah, I'd love him to play a bit. He may start at 10. There's a lot of talk. He may start. But for me at the moment, Dan Bigger, I think Mm. it's such a big game to start off with Mm. against Italy. It's big because it leads into the second game. So they need to take as much as they can from the first game tactically into the second game. There's also a six-day turnaround. So there's not much time to tinker in the week. Um, I play... Six-day turnaround. Australian invention, that is, mate. It's a damn bigger. It's a damn bigger. I'll play Scott Williams at 12. Yeah, oh yeah, he's because man. although he's not like an Owen Williams or a Sam Davis type of player, he has got good skills. He's got a good passing game. So his skills are outrageous. You're not just relying on Dan Bigger. Dan Bigger's pass. You can use two ball players in that back line to get the ball wider. So we, hopefully we'll see George and Liam and Lee and a little bit of space. John Davis at 13. The Fox. Jamie Roberts on the bench. All right. Because that boy can come off the bench and make a huge impact. Yeah. Just you know, getting his jaw stuck in everywhere yeah. he can. Yeah, you use it as an anchor. Get it in. Who okay, does, who, mate? who's your nine? Um, Reese Webb. Me too. He played at the weekend, but I still think he's the best. He's electric. Nine, yeah. He's, he's electric. He's very good. He's very good. Back row, Falatau's injured. I, I, I'm not sure how fit he is, but I think it's a big ask for him to come in. Mm. I would start with Moriarty at eight. eight. Yeah. Tipperick has to start at seven, mate. Yeah. He's just the link. We talked we talked about this so many times. You put any number on his back, boy, he'd do a job for three. you. Three. Um right. Lee. No. You if you put three on his back, he'd be screwed, mate. He wouldn't do a job there. It's not that hard, mate. He'd get his back snapped, pal. He'd be alright. It's not easy in there, boy. Put your head down and push. Keep Ain't straight easy back. in there, boy. Feet under your hips. Don't, ch- don't chase the hit. You do chase the hit. I know you don't anymore, really. No. Hit and hold now. Yeah. Um, tell me you're picking uh, my homeboy Warby at six. Yeah. Yeah. Warbitron at six. I, re- I really hope he dominates. Because you'll need, he's you'll need someone slowing opposition ball down and he's better at it than Tiberick. Yeah. Okay, in the second row, Alan Wynn walks it off. Alan Wynn. Um, I'm not sure who you'll partner with. Maybe Charteris? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Um, and then front row. Who are you picking at three? Samson Lee. Nope. No? No. Who then, mate? Francis, mate. Yeah? Yeah, get him in. He played at the weekend, though. So maybe that's a, that's a, a clue as to why... I reckon they'll pick Samson Lee, but I think they should pick Francis. Okay, Ken Owens and Rob Evans. Ken Owens is good, mate. The Sheriff, yeah. they call him, don't they? The Cannonball, yeah. Sheriff of Kamarden. And who, at, and who at loose head? Well. Um, Rob Evans. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Who's been that's playing, my team. Who's my been team playing well, did you say? Christian Dacey of the Blues. Mm. Um... I like Emir Phillips at uh, Scarlets. I think he's back up to the Sheriff. Yeah, he does all right. He's good. Scott Baldwin's good as well. And yeah. I suppose Ken Owens, you'll know more about this than me, though. Ken Owens and Christian Dacey, I believe, aren't the greatest of scrummagers. They're good scrummagers, but it's not what they're renowned for. While Scott Baldwin is a lot bigger, weighs a lot more, and is slightly better come scrum time. Uh, do you know who I'd have in the Wales squad? And that's Richard Hibbard. Mm. Yeah. He's well good. I know. He looks like he shouldn't be because he's all sort of The thing of with the Welsh squad is once, once you're out there, you're out. You know, they yeah. never really call you back. You know, you, that's it. They, they don't speak to you. I want to ask you about this. Well, how, did, how, did you get, how did you get exited from the squad then? Because you were there for such a long... I remember you saying to me a year or two before you finished and you were on the bench a bit and you're moving positions a bit and I would say to you, what's the crack? And you'd say, mate, I think they're... They're planning to get rid of me or freeze me out. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a little bit like that. Uh, they were trying different combinations in the centre. Always Jamie at 12, but then James Hook would play mm. at 13 a little bit. Um, Andrew Bishop would sometimes come off the bench instead of me. Um, so you can sort of sense that yeah, you're being slowly filtered out of the squad. But then, you know, I, my knee was knackered anyway, boy. And, yeah. you know, I... I Played a game, ripped all the cartilage out my knee, couldn't recover, so I had to retire. You know, could have probably won over 100 caps, mate. Should have done. Yeah. Yeah. 
I could have done two if I was better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, but it's kind of quite a brutal process. Yeah, it is quite brutal. That's I'm slightly different, right? Because I I was injured, so I retired from the game. But and I'm only joking about 100 caps. Yeah, you know, it would have been more 120. Definitely. But yeah. people like Adam Jones, people like Lee Byrne, Mike Phillips. Mm. You know, once you're not picked, that's it. You're gone. You know, yeah. you can sense it. You can sort of feel it's coming. You know, you're, you're taken off earlier in games. Um, you sometimes sit on the bench a little ball, bit more, so you get a feeling, and then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Unless you're Martin Williams. Yeah. Or you, or you create a game for, so he gets his hundred caps. They literally created a Barbar's game for, yeah. for Nugget. I've, I've never known it to be a cap game. Unbelievable. Yeah, great though. He deserved it. Interesting. I mean, it's not the international thing, but um, at Bath, I've been there for a long time, and I was, I knew my shoulder, my last season or so, my, my shoulders weren't great, and they didn't hurt. They just didn't move very far, and I couldn't bind properly in the scrum, and it meant I was turning in a lot of the scrums and collapsing a bit and getting penalised. And I knew there was something to work on, and I was trying to work on it, but it's quite difficult when your body literally doesn't go there. So um, I remember had in one day I had a Ian McGee can grab me before training because he was director of rugby, yeah, and he said to me. Um, he said, hey, is your contract sorted yet? And I said, no, it's not, mate. It's not. Um, this is going into my last contract. It's not sorted yet. I'm not really sure what's going on because they said they were keen. But And he was like, well, it'll be sorted. It's going to get sorted very soon. You're not leaving here. You should not be leaving this club. I was like, right. It was a really nice words from Geach, you know. So we trained. Then after training, um, Steve Meehan, who was the head coach then beneath Geach, he brought his iPad over and had a little video of me collapsing a scrum against uh, Quinns the weekend before. And he said, have a look at this. This is our problem. Look at your left arm. That's our problem. Um, and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm working on that. He goes, yep, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's good. But um, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, if I ever, if people ever leave here, I don't mind if they think I'm a... A uh, bad bloke, but as yeah. long as I'm an honest bloke, then that's um, that's fine. I was like, "What are you saying?" And he was like, "I'm just saying, you know, that 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 left arm is uh, that's that's the issue." I was like, uh, "Right, okay." So that makes me feel like I'm not going to get another contract. Yeah. So then I walked back to the. This is like this in the space of that one left hour. Left arm, mate, get rid of it. Chop left it arm, off. I said, "Get yeah, pass me the samurai sword." So I walked back into the dressing room, like the, the physio room, and I said to Geech, "Geech, what's the crack?" I've just had a chat with Steve and. If I'm out, I'm out. Tell me, because I can try and find another club or try and go to France and play second or third fiddle or something for some yeah. cash, whatever. Play 10 out there. Play 10 out there. And um, he was like, what? what's what's happened? I said, oh, Steve, you said at my arm. He goes, but you're working on that, aren't you? You're working on that with the coaches. I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is getting better. It was getting better. Trying to adapt to my shoulder range, basically. And and he was like, you're not, you are not leaving this club. You're not leaving this club. And then it was literally like getting two messages from... And you sort of sit there and you think, hang on, I'm a, I was 32 and I'm a 31, 32-year-old man. I've been playing for years. Yeah. And all I want is for something, someone, all of you to just sit in a room for five minutes and talk about what you're going to do and at least so you all are on the same page. Man and, management, mate. Yeah, who's bullshitting, who's not. So easy you know? to have man management. It's so just, easy. It's, it's lazy not to have it. Yeah. To have communication with your players. Yeah. To all be sing off the same sheet, so yeah. to speak. And we had a... We had a um, I think Belly, Duncan Bell and I were we were like the first choice props of Bath for a long time, and then I got a long injury, and so did he. Yeah, it was so Achilles, we, wasn't it? Mine was Achilles. His was his knee. Yeah. A lot of weight goes through his knee because he's the size of a terraced house. And we were out for a long time. Belly had a serious injury. I don't think they call it microfracture of the kneecap or whatever. So we both had serious injuries. Yeah, I've heard of that, mate. We were both going to come back, but it was it was like a year out, Jobby. Microfracture is where you flick the bone right um, yeah. to try and create more cartilage and more soft tissue, so it becomes smoother. You so put yeah. little holes in it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, put little drill little holes in, so the surface becomes rough, mm. um, in the hope that that will eventually smooth over and give you some more padding. I've had yeah. it in my knee a few times. It's it's, it's really painful. Yeah, it sounds it's horrible, mm. Belly. So we're both in a bad way, but. You know, so then we're having lunch one day at the club, standard, first in the queue, and uh, we've done our rehab, we're having lunch, and one of the guys who worked at the club, like literally, I'm not going to say a nobody, because that's an insult, but he's like a junior member of staff, yes, admin staff, he's like, boys, come with me. Uh, meet, no, that's right, he goes, I'll meet you at the little local cafe, meet you there for a coffee in 10 minutes, it's important. We're like, oh, I said, mate, I've got to walk the dogs, and he's like, get to the cafe, I need to talk to you both. Like, All right, he would never normally talk to us like that, so I was like, okay. Um, so we went round and he was like, look, I've just been in the meeting room and I, I don't think they knew I was there because I was behind one of the barricades things for the computers doing analysis. Yeah. And whoever the head coach was at the time, you know, I won't say it in case he sues us on the podcast, but I'll take... Um, no, it's okay. Anyway, and he was just like, and he was just 
like, yeah, he's trying to get rid of you. He's like, what? I've got a year left on my contract. And Belly's like, so have I. He goes, yeah, they're trying to get rid of you on incapacity, try to screw you over. And someone was like, and the forwards coach at the time, Mark Bakewell, was basically like, you cannot, I think it was Baker, you cannot get rid of them. They're two of our main players and they've both been here for years and it's not how we do it. So and presumably so, they want to get rid of you to free up some cash. Free up some cash yeah. is like, what are we paying them for? They're just, they're basically liabilities. Mate, this is, this is a real serious chat we're having here. Yeah, it's serious. I know. But you know, I get, we get word, I get word at the cafe saying that he's trying to bin you off. I'm on edge. So then I, yeah, I go, I basically I, I approach. Want, I want to know what happens at the end of this story. Yeah, I approached someone senior at the club and I said, look, I've heard a bit of a crack that yeah. this, and it's weird because I'm walking around to speak to them. And one of the younger players who's also injured comes to me and says, flat, I'm literally sees me in the street. He's like, I've got a bit of an issue. Yeah. I'm injured and I got injured playing for the club and the club are trying to dock my wages and I haven't, I've only been injured six weeks, whatever it was, and I was just like, mate, don't have it. Anyway, I went to see the, someone senior at the club and said, look, just tell me the crack, don't bullshit me. And they were like, mate, we are not sacking you, we are not sacking Belly and we are not cutting his wages. Who's even saying that? And it, this guy was honest. I knew this guy a long time, still friends, trust him implicitly. And we meet on holiday, don't go on holiday, we meet on holiday. And he's a great bloke. Is it Keatsy? It's not Keatsy. Right. But it was like, you know, you, this is absolutely not happening. So you just carry on with your rehab and there's no problem. You got injured okay. playing for us, we'll take care of you. But there, there's all these little things going on and it completely wrecks your, actually it wrecks your life. Like your confidence. Partly, your confidence. That's, you think, hang on a minute, I'm in this room surrounded by people. Yeah. Some of whom are trying to get rid of me behind my back, you know, so this sort of stuff goes on, doesn't it? it, just, and it but it's so easy to avoid it. Just be straight. It's easy. You have to bring us up now with a a nice story. Oh, anyway, I signed for mega bucks after yeah, that. Yeah, that's Took them to the cleaners. Oh, good on you, uh, boy. That all sorted itself out. We're all right, mate. Also, the last game now of the Six Nations, we've got Scotland versus Ireland. Oh, yeah. It could be an upset there, mate. It that, could be a real upset. That could ruin the big Grand Slam decider, couldn't it? Could, it could, it could. Scotland are just... They'd be, I reckon Scotland being a sleeping giant for the last two or three years. Gregor Townsend... And we've spoken to him about him before, has done a mega job with Glasgow. What he's done is create such a culture at Glasgow that he, all of a sudden now, all these form players are coming into the Scotland squad full of confidence. They've got a 10, which they've never had before, a good 10 mm. in Finn Russell, the 10 that's going to be there for a while, and plenty to choose from mm. in the backs. You know, there's yeah. loads of choice in centres. There's a guy called Hugh Jones, played last year during the autumn campaign. Um, he's playing out in South Africa mm. but he's born in Scotland sounds Welsh mm. you've got Dunbar you've got Mark Bennett there's loads to choose from yeah. Tommy Seymour on the wings Hogg will start at 15 no matter what um, yeah. and they, they could provide a real upset is that Murrayfield? they could do a job mate Murrayfield they, is they could a do great that job. stadium Ireland are potential Six Nations winners yes they are and I absolutely think Scotland could beat them next weekend or this weekend They're that, they could be that good I think it'd be a lot closer than people think yeah Except not you and I, we don't think that. No, we but a lot, a lot of people do think it's going to be an, Ireland, an who, Irish win. Who are these people? I think Ireland are probably favourites. I just think Scotland could do that job. Mate, you can't, you can't palm the favourite tag off. England got favourite tag. No, for that game I'm talking, okay. boy. Okay. Yeah, no, Ireland will be favourites. I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Yeah. I genuinely am. Right, it's time to answer some of your questions. We got a ton of them through this week. Um, As per... As per, which is very kind of you. Don't don't uh, forget you can contact us. Do keep on going. And um, the contact details are contact at flatsandshanks.com. That's the email. You're right, boy. Email. Twitter, Flats and Shanks. At Flats and Shanks. At Flats and Shanks. Yes. Facebook. Flats and Shanks. That'll do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or, or just... Or Tom's mobile number, which is 0788. <laughs> um, so first question on email is from Chris Stockham. Gents, having watched Scrum 5, two questions. Mm-hmm. Can Conor O'Shea finally bring Italy to the party? We've already kind of done that. Yeah, maybe, hope so. More importantly, Shanks, your leather gloves, straight out of a 70s sitcom or the new sartorial accessory for your whip? They are partridge-esque gloves. Mm. Stringbacks. Yeah. Beautiful. Vulcanised rubber, which means they won't perish. Mm. Uh, yeah. Think think actually, that is the only reason I bought those gloves years and years ago, because Partridge had them driving his car... Yeah, I thought that's what I want. A pair why of did he? Gloves. Why did he wear them? Gives you extra purchase. Mate. Got it. Yeah, when you're driving, Got ten it. to two. Um, um, yeah, I, no, I, a lot of a lot of comments on those gloves. Mm. I mean, the trouble is now I can't wear them again. I've worn them once. I have, yeah. to go some, I have to get some OJ's or something like that, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh yeah, I like a nice pair of gloves. I've got a pair of um, ones I was wearing, incidentally, were um, free. They're lined with. They were not actually, but no. they're lined with tangerine cashmere. What I know. It's an accident. I bought it by accident. What is tangerine? Ca- what the colour tangerine? It's orange wool, mate. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first part of that question? Uh, can Conor O'Shea finally bring Italy to the party? It'll take, that- a, it'll take a bit of time, won't it? I t- I, one person I forgot to mention who was outstanding at the weekend, Campignaro. Oh, yeah. Mikel Campignaro. McKaylee. That's the one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is Michele. Michele. Right. Yeah. Michele Campignaro was fantastic mm. for Exeter, and he's sure to play a huge part. He doesn't play that much for Exeter. Always no, I know. baffles me that. Yeah. He well, played good. on the wing, a little bit out of position, but looked quick and strong. And, mm. got, and he's got top knot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like top knots. I'm, mm. I'm having them. Uh, another question uh, from uh, Jacques North on email. Watching Alex Zazowski play incredibly in a few positions in arguably the best team in Europe, in brackets, Saracens, has to put him in contention to take over from Mike Brown. Um, uh, should he be starting for England at 15 in the Six Nations? I love watching Alex Zazowski play, but I say no. I say, I say no. no to you. Why do you say no? Because I think he's a 10. I'm not mm. sure he's quite quick enough and for 15 I think you have to be a type of winger to play 15 I think you have to have pace you have to be able to hit the wide angles mm. out, you know in the, in the wide channels he's brave enough that's for sure he's got a good kicking game but is he going to be a genuine threat ball in hand running the ball back I don't think so I think he's far more of a threat at number 10 do you think Mike Brown's a genuine threat running the ball back I think he's better than Lozowski, mm. but he's not a threat like Alex Good is, but he's a safer option, that's for sure. I, I used to, I, when I'm playing with Matt Perry at Bath, he wasn't necessarily, he was quite quick, but he wasn't electrically quick. That's not what he was known for. But people underestimate the value in a fullback that makes so few errors and so regularly beats the first and second defenders. Yeah, but you still have to beat the first and second defenders. Yeah, and, and, Mike, and Mike Brown does that. He still does mm. that. And Matt Perry used to do that. And it's absolutely invaluable because it just gave us so much extra time to get back to him and win that ball. I think Lozowski's a great player, a fantastic prospect. Um, but for me, he's definitely number 10. He's not a 15. Mm. Um, I've got a question here from Anthony Jaycox. Mm. Do you think that England's injuries are a legitimate excuse if they don't win a Grand Slam? Um, yeah. I, well, close to it. I, if they are, if Ireland slash Scotland Wales are absolutely full chat, yeah, full strength, then yes, because I think losing Billy, losing Billy is at Billy Vinopola is as major as losing Owen Farrell. I'd say. Apart from France, though, mate, you do have the biggest pool to draw upon. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's an excuse. I wouldn't use an excuse, the injuries. I mean, Nathan Hughes is your backup. Ain't, yeah. too, ain't too shabby, is it? No. Rob Sherrington on Twitter, he says, favourite and least favourite away ground to play at? Oh, do you want to go first? or Favourite? I love Murrayfield. I think we've said this before. Just incredible atmosphere before the game. Loads of Welsh travel up, so mm. on the bus in... To the stadium, you just see seas of red. The anthems are incredible. You know, they stop the bagpipes for the last bit of Flower of Scotland. It's a great atmosphere mm. there. And um, you often judge grounds on the success you've had as well. And mm. um, Wales had quite a lot of success up in Murrayfield. It's a good night out as well, mate. After great night out. Tiger Lilies. Oh, yeah. Oh, loads. At uh, least favourite. Um, South Africa, Loftus. Versfeld. Yes. On the way in there, you're looking out and like all the South Africans camp up on the streets and they start doing their own brides and stuff like that, which is barbecues. And you're looking out the window and they're like doing the cut your neck off sign with their thumbs and stuff like that. And the, and the sun, mate, is terrible. The sun starts high and it just comes right down really low mm. over the stadium. And it's, it is really blinding. Yeah. It's quite hard to play out. So, yeah. That's, what it about you, boy? It burnt you as well, didn't it, probably? Yeah. I think my favourite away... Um, I remember loving playing at Bloemfontein. Really mm. enjoyed that because it was kind of proper. Did you win as well? Yeah. So you Red, always relate them to yeah. your wins as well. Redneck country. Um, I, lo- well. I love playing in Buenos Aires. That was particularly hostile. So lots of projectiles being thrown onto the pitch. And, and they serve steak, uh, you know, just salty three beef, meals a day. Salty beef, amazing. Mm. Red wine afterwards, amaze, amaze, amaze. Um, they'd be my favourites. Least favourite, uh, Stockport, Friday night, sail away. Yeah, I I I still I maintain that 
half the reason they won a lot of home games at that ground was because they were really good. And the other half of the reason is because opposition teams found it so hard to be, get excited about it. I hated mean, hated it, mate. Hated it. It was just so. It was just nothing to it. And good. that's that's yeah. quite that's quite rude, but that's how I felt. Good question here from Matt Merritt, gents. Which player do you think will surprise people and play himself into Lions contention? You do England. I'll oh, do Jeepers Wales. Oh, Jeepers! Um, do you want me to go first? Whatever yeah, I think. Please, yeah. I spoke about him before, but I think. One less obvious that could play himself into the Lions' contention might be Sam Davis. Mm. Um, not officially starting with Wales. I think he's had three caps so far, but a guy that will feature at some stage during the Six Nations and totally different to what Wales have got. Mm. Um, he's, he's just full-on attack. Mm. And what that does is when you've got a genuine threat at 10 like that who wants to run the ball, who straightens up defenders it means you can't drift off him so all eyes are on him which means there's space elsewhere and because he's a running threat you can't just leave him you have to keep your eyes on him he will go he will go through gaps if you give him half a yard which means then he can get his hands free and look for the likes of George North and Liam Williams and Lee Halfpenny on his shoulder um, I don't think he will start but we'll see him come off the bench OK can I give you four <laughs> Yeah, why not, mate? Gary it's your podcast. Ringrose. Oh, you, okay. you're, doing, you're going to do Irish as well, I think. I wasn't going to, but okay. I am now. Ringrose, just class. Yeah. Um, English players, total bias, but I do think he's good enough. Nathan Catt from Bath, I because I just know his game better than anyone else's really because I've played with him, whatever. Fantastic player. Ellis Genge, not first choice for his country, but I think he could well find himself on that trip because he's just an animal. Okay. Um, and the other one is Carl Ferns, who's a complete outsider, coming back from Lyon to Gloucester next season. And he has been absolutely tearing it up in the top 14. And very, very powerful man. I just think it's unlikely, but there is a chance. And if he went, he could do a job. Pick Will Greenwood, didn't they? Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? Bloggers. So young. Didn't they? Um, another one here. Okay. Hugh David. From uh, Hugh David Design, does all our uh, artwork. And oh, yeah. Websites oh, I met and him stuff. the other night. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. Who? 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 Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? David. Yeah, David. Um, on the back of Eddie Jones's Shiner, if all the Six Nations coaches would have a fight, who would win? Oh, yeah. I know. Eddie Jones is little, but I reckon he's nasty. He's frail. Oh, mate, think about Vern. Joe Schmidt wouldn't win. Rob Howley wouldn't win. Howlers wouldn't win. I don't know how, never met him. Howlers. Um, yeah. Vern Cotter. Big bloke. Gino Vesno, no. old fella now. Um, Vern, I reckon, would be up there. Still yeah. reckon he'd be up there. It, it has to be him, doesn't I it? I just really? reckon Eddie Jones would have weapons. Now, if you were to talk about backroom staff, we've got Gary Wackett. Gary Wackett is the captain in Mike Bassett, England manager. He's one who goes mental. Okay, and yeah. And that's who we call Sean Edwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dan Barr's nothing to do with Wales anymore, is he? No, no. He never was. He was, yeah, he Cardiff was. Cardiff was, yeah. Yeah, probably a bit. But no. Because if all the backroom with... staff, if all the backroom staff of the Premiership sides had a fight, you'd mm. think Dan Barr would win that easily. But... But there's a bloke at Bath called Matt Pickard who is one of the S&C coaches. He's quite short. Strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning. He's an absolute beast like, in terms of strength and he's an ex-pro boxer and cage fighter and... Yeah. He's diff- he's he is an unbelievably dangerous weapon. When you see someone who can properly punch, punch, it's like yells us. Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. Well that's all the questions I think we've got time for, mate. Yeah, ended on a particularly childish note, who'd win a fight. Yeah. Enjoyed that. How can people contact us, Tommy? Thanks, Matt Merritt, for that. Um yeah, again on Twitter at Flats and Shanks. Email us, contact at flatsandshanks.com, go on our website, which is Flats and Shanks. Plenty of ways to kind of keep contacting us, right? Keep your questions coming, keep reviewing the pod. Hey, the next podcast is going to be after England have hammered France and Wales have lost by a point in oh, Rome. Don't say that, boy. Imagine that, boy. Yeah, we're going to try and get some guests on the show. Hoping to have Jiffy, Jonathan Davis. Yeah, let us know who you'd like us to have on as well if you want yeah. to contact us. Um, we're not going to try that hard. We should probably try harder, but I just like your company more than anyone else's, really. Yeah, and we don't pay. Yeah, we don't pay. Yeah. No. Good Anyway. Yeah. All right. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.